Welcome to Weekend Coffee Girl, the podcast for thought-provoking chat over boozy coffee and stiff pours. And continuing our HBC Homecoming series, Are You Alright Without Homecoming? I have a guest named Molly. Molly is the creator of the podcast, Molly with the Most. Molly is also an Alabama A&M University graduate. So the question I've asked every single HBCU grad are you all right without homecoming? No, not at all. <laughs> like, absolutely not. I was so looking forward to homecoming this year. I knew that COVID would probably have been gone and wiped out by then, and we would all, you know, celebrate and enjoy homecoming this year. So, no, I am not doing okay. And did you go to homecoming last year? Yes, I did. Um, I really enjoyed 2019's homecoming, so I really thought that this one for 2020 would be even lit. Uh, so I did enjoy it last year, so I guess that makes up for not being able to go this year. What did you enjoy about homecoming last year? Okay, so last year, I think I enjoyed just the family feeling. Homecoming always just feels like a reunion, a family reunion per se. So I just enjoy being around everybody. And, you know, you see people on social media all the time, but it's a different feeling when you're in each other's presence and you get the hug and embrace and catch up. So last year um, was a great turnout for AM's homecoming. A lot of people came back and it was just, it was just a good feeling. It was a good spirit. Now, from the time you graduated from Alabama A&M to present day, how many times have you attended homecoming? So, <laughs> When I was in school, I would attend tailgating or the games, but I wouldn't be there necessarily for a long period of time. I used to be very cautious of crowds of people. Like, I would be paranoid. What reason? I don't know. <laughs> but that's something that I had to kind of, like, grow out of. So, in school, I probably went to homecoming three of the four years. After school, because I graduated in 2010, I probably... Didn't really start getting into homecoming until maybe 2016. So every year since 2016, I've been going to um, homecoming. So what, from 2016, what made you say, you know what, I gotta go to homecoming every year? So the funny thing is I actually live in Huntsville, where Alabama A&M is located. So everybody just coming into town, you know, they would stop by or they would call and be like, you know, you got to come to tailgating or meet us at the club or, you know, come to the game. And it was just kind of like, I never really get to see these people that I went to school with in person unless they come, you know, into town. And I don't want to be the party pooper. So it was just like, okay, go ahead, go out, have fun. And then I just started to enjoy it. And what is that one thing that you absolutely love about the feeling of homecoming? I know you mentioned that you love the family feel of it, but what's that other thing that you love about homecoming? What I love about homecoming, so I can say it's the school spirit. It's just the amount of people that come out, even if it's tailgating or the pep rally or... Um, 
what do you call it, our parade that we have. It's that school spirit because you know everyone is here to celebrate. Brother graduated from Southern. He went to Southern okay. for undergrad, uh, grad school, and law school. Okay. And he lives in Baton Rouge um, still to this day. Mm-hmm. So he is kind of like the party central, the, <laughs> the elite party central. Let me put a little respect on his on his situation. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's like party central, and there there's a crew of us that you know we stay at his house, and he has house rules, and the house rules have changed over time, and they keep evolving, and they just get bougier and bougier as time goes on. If that's even a word. I get you. So what are some of the some of the ground rules for staying at your house during homecoming? So the crazy thing is I don't typically have rules. <laughs> it's more so how can I say my friends are a mix of bougie but also ratchet. <laughs> right, so right. it's more so you have to take a shot. Even if you don't want to drink, my friends, I don't force people to drink because I don't drink any more, but that's as of this year. Mm-hmm. In the past, I don't force people to drink, but my friends will basically be like, you have to take at least one shot. So I guess that may right. be a rule for my house. But I don't necessarily have any like bougie rules or just rules in general. It's just have a good time. So we kind of do the same thing where my brother's um, friend, you got to take shots. He walks around with tequila or um, <laughs> Patron, or there's a yeah. lot of food, there's karaoke, you know, there's fuckery. <laughs> we, believe, we believe in a hearty in a dose of fuckery. So it's, you yeah, know, it's I mean, it's awesome, Yeah, you have right. to. <laughs> right, so I always have a good time, and I went last year. Mm-hmm. And last year, I mean, none of us saw this coming at all. No. I mean, had, you know, our leadership paid attention and cared in January, you know, we wouldn't be where we are today, but that's another story for another podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, we were looking forward to homecoming this year because Mm -hmm. last year, my brother's friend brought his girlfriend and Mm -hmm. I'm usually the only chick in the crew, but she fit right in and we had such a good time. So we were looking forward to you know, just having that hangout. And even we do our little after action review, you know, Sunday morning where we get up and we're drinking boozy coffee and the guys are mm-hmm. drinking beer. We're kind of talking, you know, she just vibed well in that setting too. So we were looking forward to doing that same thing again, but here we are. It's, um, it's a bittersweet feeling. Let me say that. <laughs> it's, I it's understand. Very- you know, everybody wanted to go because even for AM, they were still trying to get like the board to approve homecoming, but with social distancing. But I was like, what does that look like? Because for us, tailgating is really big and you're hugging, you're running into people, you're embracing people. And AM was just like, we can't do it. <laughs> we cannot do yeah. it. You know, we don't want to jeopardize anyone's health. So it's a bittersweet feeling because you don't you want everyone to stay protected. You don't want anyone to get sick. You don't want this to be a mass spreader event. There were so many long faces around here and, you know, talking about what we were planning to do Mm -hmm. and what we're going to do next year. So that's been a great conversation of, you know, what are we doing for homecoming next year and how we're going to do it. So um, all of my guests 
have invited me to homecoming. And I've been to pretty much everyone's HBCU homecoming okay. because one, I was in the military, mm-hmm. and two, I just kind of travel. Like I have friends everywhere. I have sorority sisters everywhere, so I just kind of hang out. Okay. So I've kind of been everywhere, but next year I'm going on a world tour. <laughs> I'm going to everybody's everything. I don't know how I'm gonna work it out, <laughs> but I'm trying to be in town on Monday. I'm trying to get a museum, a little brunch, a little hangout, some sightseeing, and then by by Wednesday, Thursday, I'm ready for homecoming. You know what? Because this is just ridiculous. Yeah, I can agree to that. The crazy thing is, I've never been to anybody else's homecoming. <laughs> never. Really? No. Shockingly, I have not been to any other school's homecoming. I've been to different campuses and, you know, to different maybe things that they had, but not necessarily homecoming. So that should be something I should add to my list next year. Like go to somebody else's homecoming just to see how it is and enjoy it. You gone to Magic City Classic? So classic, I probably went twice. Um, I'm not necessarily big on classic, and that's only because it's usually so cold. And since it's an outdoor um, stadium, it's usually freezing because it's usually late October. So I. I, I I haven't been too many times. So I think about two. And that was maybe my freshman and sophomore year, I think. The first one. And that would be my freshman year. And that's because I didn't necessarily know what college would be like. Um, especially like in high school, you know, I just knew I was going to college. So I didn't necessarily watch too many TV shows about college and school and things like that. You know how everybody else loves a different world and things like that. I didn't necessarily watch those when I was younger. So I didn't know what to expect when I went to college. So that first homecoming experience, it's mind blowing because you realize like, wow, like, I'm surrounded by family. Which homecoming is your least favorite? You know, you don't want to think about it too much. <laughs> so my least, shockingly, will probably be last year. <laughs> Even okay. though I had such a great time, I really enjoyed it. But I got so, so sick because I got so, so drunk. <laughs> ah. Yeah, because last year it was, I think, maybe the end of September. So the weather was still perfect outside. And this is Alabama. So it was still like 80 degrees outside. Um, My friend and I, you know, got a bottle during the day. Don Julio tequila shots all day. And we were out in the sun. And it was 80 degree weather. And I probably had one meal. So by eight o'clock, I had a migraine. I was nauseous. (laughs) It's only Friday night. Well, Friday and Friday night. So I didn't even get to make it to the club. I got completely dressed, makeup, outfit, look, wig and everything. Completely (laughs) dressed. (laughs) And then my friend, she just looked at me and she said, go home. She, she and I because right. she came into town and it was just the two of us last year so I didn't want to just you know ditch her because I didn't feel good and so I was gonna tough it out but she was like look at your face she was like just go home just right. go home so I didn't <laughs> yeah. so I didn't get to make it out Friday night but then Saturday night 
of course I still drink, but I just didn't drink as much. So then Saturday night turned out to be a really good night and I just put back on the same outfit from Friday. <laughs> like for kids. Did you put the same wig Same wig, same uh, dress. The funny thing was my friend made the comment. She was like, well, your makeup was better yesterday. <laughs> well, thank you. The day I was sick, I did an excellent job with makeup. <laughs> Is there something you want to do at homecoming each year, but you never do, and why? Hmm, each year, is it something? You know what, I would say go out, because you know, homecoming is usually about, you know, the activities that are going on, the big game, and usually the clubs. And I'm, I think I'm more of a homebody these last couple of years of my life. So I'm more so in the bed by 10. <laughs> like, well, okay. in the bed by 8, sleep by 10. So usually homecoming, I cannot make it out both nights for some reason. Like my friends know, pick which night <laughs> you want me up all night. Because I, both, I can stay up both nights and then function the next day. So I think, and for this year, for 2020, that was my biggest thing because this would have been my 10-year reunion. Homecoming, did you absolutely just do entirely too much of everything, whether it be too much drinking, too much partying, too much spending money, and, you know, after everyone left, because you still live mm -hmm. in Huntsville, you had a conversation with yourself like, you know, I gotta get my shit together. <laughs> this just don't make no sense. I didn't have to do none of the bullshit that I was doing. Which that would probably be 2017. Yes, 17. Okay. So, and I say that and I remember it's because I was in a relationship for four years. We wind up breaking up in August of 2017. So when homecoming rolled around, it was over with. I'm single. I want to have a good time. I want to get this man off of my mind. I want to drink and shots. And I was taking shots with like tequila sunrise chasers. <laughs> yes, Molly with the mo. <laughs> this is the first time I'm with all my girlfriends, and you know we just about to turn up. So we get to the club. Um, of course, I'm drunk before we even get to the club because we pregame. I get in barely. <laughs> get in. <laughs> And then after that, it's just, I'm buying everything. I'm like, oh yeah, shots, or oh yeah, get wings. And then, you know, you wake up the next morning, you thinking like, how much did I spend <laughs> yesterday? Just buying drinks or buying food. And I that night I was buying people that I had just met. Like, oh, you want a wing plate? I got you, I got you. <laughs> Your ass was doing the most. I just, I wanted to have a good time. I, of course, was sad about the breakup. So I just was like, you know what? I'm just going to have a good time. Whatever happens, happens. And you look at that bank account the next day, you're like, well, yeah, it happened. <laughs> so what were your expectations of homecoming this year? I mean, you, you said that this was your 10-year mm -hmm. reunion and everyone was pretty much going to attend. Yeah, so the expectation was definitely um, high of so many people coming into town to celebrate because, of course, all my classmates have been talking about this since homecoming of last year. Okay, it's our 10 year. What are we going to do? You know, everybody loved the matching shirts, the reunion shirts. Mm -hmm. So um, what are the items that you must have? And once you take that first bite, you're like, yeah, I'm in homecoming mode now. What, what do you The funniest thing, 
every homecoming, I'm at the Q tent because I have to get the chicken. <laughs> so I'm always over there, mm-hmm. like my homeboys that are Q's. I'm over there like, you know, who on the grill? But nine times out of 10, when you at the Q tent, it don't even matter who's on the grill. The chicken is just always amazing. <laughs> it's just always seasoned yes, to perfection. Indeed. I don't know if they have like a, a recipe within their fraternity or what, but it's always <laughs> just on point. So usually it's getting a um, drink and I'm a tequila girl. So it's making me a you know tequila and probably pineapple uh, drink. You want to get cute chicken. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> and that's how I know it's. <laughs> that's how you know it's homecoming. So, you know, the Q's had their mm-hmm. founders day the other night. And me and one of my sorority sisters went. And one of the guys was pouring mm-hmm. oil in her cup. And he <laughs> spilled it oh, on God. her clothes. She had on some pink pants. And you know, the, the cute oil is like mm-hmm. a purplish color. And for some reason, that reaction just made it all red. <laughs> we had to go out of there. We had to go. We couldn't even... I was like, just go to the car, oh, go goodness. to the car, go to the car, just, just go, just go. I'll take care of the bill, just go, because this is what we not <laughs> So was this at least after the event? I know, so as as she's going to the car, everyone saw what happened, and mm-hmm. everybody was trying to help. And I said, no, we just gonna go to the house, because we too old to be sitting mm-hmm. here with wet clothes. We don't we do not do that. I said, she's not in the bathroom. <laughs> so as I'm leaving, um, an older cue slides mm-hmm. a little napkin. It had two pieces of chicken in it. <laughs> That's love right there. <laughs> Girl, I ran to that car. Trying that to is love. That is what that is. That's a, I'm sorry that this happened to you too, but let me show you some love. Right. He said, go on and take this with you. I ran to the car and she's like, bitch, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm, I'm going yes, to have, Especially right off the grill. So I gave her a piece. We... Right, right off the grill. I had a piece, she had a piece. She was like, you know what, I'm going to be all right right now. I said, yeah, you're going to be all right before the episode. And I was telling you that I spent quite a bit of time in Alabama because I was stationed Mm -hmm. there for a number of years. And I used to go to classes. And um, when I moved here to Dallas, I dated someone for, I've lived here four years now. It'll be time in March. So I dated someone for three years and he is a generational Alabama Hmm. alum and his mom she has nine siblings okay the oldest and they're from right in I want to say okay like not too far from the campus there's another town that she always says and it's just escaping okay right now but she always says that you know she was just happy to go to school and she meets this guy who had just returned from Vietnam and Alabama A&M was the only school that accepted him and his GI Bill, you know, for him to go to school. So they met on campus. Uh, she graduated, then he graduated maybe a year later. And then all of her siblings graduated. Well, they have, you know, one, one child who is my ex and he too is an alum. And they have like this sense of pride. So all of her sisters and brothers, her son, you know, the father, everyone is an Alabama A and M alum. And I love to see them in their <laughs> yes, 
they get the they got the wind suits going and they are you can't tell them nothing so tell me some of the homecoming outfits that you see that just make you feel like you know what i'm at homecoming this is this is homecoming attire especially from the and- older generation and that's what I was going to say. It's those, the windsuits. They always, always, always have them on. And it's usually about 60 years and up, maybe 50, but usually 60 and up. They have those windsuits, the windbreakers. There's, you know, a T-shirt under this anium, um, maroon or white <laughs> shoes. Like, they come ready. They bring, like, their seat cushions for the stadium. <laughs> like, everything is a So, for the younger people, it's usually um, t-shirts. Like, last year, I know a lot of people had, you know, started to get into, like, making your own t-shirts, kind of like a DIY with the, um, oh, what do you call it? A cricket machine. So, a lot of people last year, um, you know, kind of, yeah. like, made their own shirts with their different stands or different annual logos and things. So, I thought that was really dope last year. But Homecoming, you definitely, mm-hmm. especially Friday during the day and Saturday during the day, which is, of course, the, ge- uh, the game and tailgate, it's usually A&M apparel, like, anything from shirts to hats, shoes whatever you're in maroon maroon and white you know some people will put camouflage with it or jeans or whatever but it's usually maroon and white first in your family to go to college and you're the first college graduate Mm mm-hmm what does mm-hmm. that mean for you, especially as an HBC, HBCU graduate? I guess the ironic thing is um, my dad actually got accepted into Lincoln University in, Missouri, in um, mm-hmm. Jefferson, Missouri when he was a senior in high school. But my mom wound up getting pregnant <laughs> with me and he actually... Um, did not go to school to raise me um and then he became a single father before he remarried with my stepmother so my dad has always raised me um i've lived with him since birth so he's always been my dominant parent and to have a conversation with him about the sacrifice he made for me so he's always basically said i'm going to college not no if ands or books about it (laughs) like i sacrificed for you you're going to go to college so i actually had an amazing counselor um in high school by the name of mrs shaw and A&M had a, well, I think they still have it now, but a, at that time there was a large um, Alabama A&M alumni chapter in Huntsville, I mean not Huntsville, excuse me, in St. Louis, Missouri at the time of my senior year. And I got a scholarship, an academic scholarship to attend Alabama A&M. And that was one of my choices along with another school that was in Missouri because I kind of wanted to stay close to home, but I wound up getting a scholarship. So my daddy was like, well, that's where you're going <laughs> because you got the scholarship. So honestly, around that time to me, it wasn't necessarily a big thing. It was just like, oh, I'm going to school. I'm going to college. I'm going to get a degree and get a job like type of thing. But now looking back i'm 32 years old so looking back at the growth that i experienced in college 
um, making me the woman that I am and shaping and molding me, it, it, it's a big thing. And to be able to finish and accomplish something that nobody, you know, in my family had ever done. Like most people in my family didn't even attempt or think about college. And then my dad thought about it, got accepted, but you know, I was born and in my opinion, he he chose right. the right thing <laughs> was to be my father. <laughs> so but it, it's an accomplishment to me. And I have younger sister. I have a younger sister and then I also have like younger cousins and then it was just basically being able to come home and show them like hey this is what college is it's fun it's lit you know you have your good times you also have your hard times I can't even tell you how many times I cried <laughs> within those four years of being there but I always tell people with all the blood sweat and tears that I put into my degree I don't regret anything I don't regret falling as many times as I fell on that hill I don't regret the the lines that I had to wait in, especially financial aid, like making sure everything was straight, like that type of stuff. I don't regret any of it because it all shaped me. And I just wanted to be a positive role model for, like I said, my younger sister and my younger cousins. And I'm happy because one of my, one of my little cousins, she went to school this year and she was thinking about Annium and she was also thinking about Alabama State, which is another HBCU, which of course is right. our rival. And of course, I wanted her to go to Annium, but she chose Alabama State. But I was excited to see that, like, okay, the next generation, somebody, you know, in my family saw this, saw me saw I don't want to say the blueprint but they seen somebody you know with blood relations like she did it so I can do it as well like I've had other cousins who you know went to school and didn't finish and things like that but for her I do see her finishing she loves it she's um a honeybee Aww. she got into their um plus size dance group so that was what she wanted to do they were able to perform with two chains at like one of his outdoor events that he had so she's loving the college experience i know covid has hindered um a lot of things that she wanted to do on campus but i'm happy for her and i'm glad to see that you know the generations younger than me and my family are taking it seriously and going to school I know. Look at me doing things out here. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on Weekend Coffee Girl. Now, how can uh, the listeners hear your podcast and any projects that you're working on? Mm-hmm. Okay. So first, let me say thank you for having me. I enjoyed the conversation. Like I said, I love anything about Black excellence and HBCUs and, of course, Alabama Annual. <laughs> so... <laughs> You can reach me, or first off, you can read, listen to the podcast. Um, It's Molly with the Most. It's on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and then a couple of your other um, platforms. But again, that's Molly with the Most. And if you want to reach me or follow me on social media, Twitter is going to be Molly W underscore the most. And then Instagram is just going to be Molly with the most. So you can search those. You can write me, DM me. I love to talk back to people. Very personable. So, yeah, that's how you can reach me. Um, I'm having episodes every couple of weeks. I-